Well, hello, hello, Young and Profiters. Today, we have a special episode for you all. We are playing my interview on the Young Money Podcast hosted by Tracy Bissett. The Young Money Podcast features the stuff that you millionaires in the making need to know to kickstart your financial fitness journey. The host of the show is Tracy Bissett. She's the founder of Bissett Financial Fitness, also an award-winning financial literacy champion. And she gives you the straight goods each week on the podcast to set yourself up for financial success. In this episode, I talked to Tracy about why the best investment you can make is actually in yourself. We discussed the importance of diversifying your experiences, stacking your skills, and how to implement a talent stacking strategy in your career. Without further ado, here's my interview on the Young Money Podcast hosted by Tracy Bissett. Welcome to the show, Hala. Hi, so happy to be here. So Hala is dubbed the podcast princess and is the host of Young and Profiting podcast, frequently ranked as a number one education podcast across all apps. She is also the founder and CEO of Yap Media, a social media and podcast marketing agency for top podcasters, celebrities, and CEOs. She is well known for her engaged following and influence on LinkedIn. And she's an expert on networking, personal branding, leadership, social media, side hustles, entrepreneurship, and podcasting. So welcome again, Hala. I'm very excited for this conversation. And I feel like your listeners are going to find value in my journey and and some of my topics. Excellent. Well, I'd love if you can start by sharing a little bit more about your day-to-day and what your life looks like. Sure. So today I'm the host of a number one podcast. It's called Young and Profiting. I'm also the CEO of Yap Media. It's a social media and podcast agency, and I run a podcast network. So I have a team of about 60 employees around the world. It's basically split up into thirds. I have a third of my employees in the US, a third in the Philippines, a third in India. And so I have a global team that works round the clock. And my primary job right now as CEO is to be the face of the company, to be the spokesperson of the company on the main sales engine. So most of the clients that come to my Yap Media agency are actually guests who come on the podcast. And I you know, do everything from the discovery calls to creating the proposals to sending out the contracts and closing the sales. So I'm really the main sales engine of our organization. And my job is to just keep all these client relationships healthy, to do a great job on the podcast, to make sure that our brand has visibility. And that's primarily what I spend my days doing, doing interviews and and making sales calls, whether that's for sponsorships or clients for my podcast and social agency. Excellent. Well, you've achieved so much success to date. And I know you have many more years ahead of you and and lots more to uh, achieve. When you think about the success that you've achieved, have there been any kind of key themes or traits that have kind of shown up repeatedly that you think have have led to the success? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the key things that I did well is I got a lot of experiences at a young age. And so I would say I had about 15 different jobs by the time I graduated college, you know? So a lot of people, they take the mindset of like, you know, I don't start real life and real work until... I graduate college, especially if you're from an immigrant family and, you know, your parents want you to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, dentist, you know, (laughs) a lot of those kids, they don't get experiences before they actually 
get their first job as a doctor or a lawyer, and then they hate their job because they didn't get enough experiences to know what they liked, what they didn't like, what they were naturally good at, what they weren't naturally Mm -hmm. good at. And so for me, I think about my journey and I worked at every store in the mall. I shampooed hair. I worked at a gift shop. I just had so many different experiences and it taught me how to work really hard so that when I did get a real job, like it was no sweat to just work really hard and, and, you know, being in a service-based business in retail, you know, it's, it's not the best experience in terms of like the day to day, but it teaches you grit and hard work and sales. So now fast forward, you know, I had a whole corporate career and all this stuff. Now I'm back in this sales role and I'm completely crushing it. It's from the skills I learned when I was a teenager working at the mall. And I've made millions off of those skills. And just stacking your skills is so important in today's age. I think a lot of people think you need to just get really good at one thing. Well, I'd like to argue that if you're pretty good at 10 things and you can stack them together in a unique way, you can put out an incredible offering to the world. So I'll give you an example. Scott Adams taught me this phrase called talent stacking. And essentially... He's a great example of this. So he's a creator of Dilbert. It's one of the most widely syndicated cartoons in the world. It's in like every major newspaper translated in like 50 different languages. He's wildly successful, this this cartoon Dilbert. And Dilbert Mm -hmm. is a cartoon about... It's like a funny cartoon about a guy who works in IT. And so Scott could draw fairly well. He's not the best artist in the world. He was pretty (laughs) funny. He had business acumen. And he put all those skills together and became literally top five cartoonists ever to exist. And I feel like I'm very similar. I had, you know, before I started a Young and Profiting podcast, I had hosted five or six different shows. It was a completely different genre. It was music. I had radio experience. I started my career at Hot 97, a radio station. So I knew how to audio edit. I knew how to produce shows. I also managed social media for Fortune 500 companies. And I had all that experience under my belt. I had a blog site before that. So I had a thousand blogs I had written. So by the time I launched Young and Profiting Podcast, I had stacked up my skills and my foundation was so strong that my first couple episodes were great. And by the way, it's okay to not be good right off the bat. But what I'm trying to say is that when you start from scratch you're actually not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience, especially if you've you've tried and failed a lot in the past. And that was definitely me. So when I started from scratch with Young and Profiting Podcast, I actually didn't start from scratch. I started from a great foundation of all these past ups and downs and failures that ultimately gave me lots of life and business experience and skills. Excellent. And I know listeners, you should be taking note of this and all of you can learn different sorts of skills. And as Hala has mentioned, she had uh, a lot of non-glamorous jobs, but she certainly was able to develop a lot of skills so that she could stack them and then hit the ground running when she she got to what she was uh, most excited to pursue. So mm-hmm. I think, thank you very much for sharing all of that. It's, it's, it's very interesting to learn about different jobs that people had when they were younger. And I've interviewed some people recently who didn't work until they came out of university or college. And so it, it definitely creates a difference in, in people's skills depending on their experience. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. And so I'd love to hear from your perspective, a big financial challenge or something you wish you'd known a little bit earlier in your life could be something on the business side. It might be something personally, but but a financial element, whether it's uh, personal or on the business side. Mm. Very interesting question. So a financial challenge that I've run into. Or it could be something you wish you knew earlier. Because you had so many jobs. So I'm sure you were learning about money as a teenager. Yeah. So I mean, one thing 
that I wish I knew earlier is that there's just no point to put a whole lot of money, especially when you're young, into a savings account. You're much better off, in my opinion, to invest in companies that you love and that you feel like you would refer to your friends. A company that you love so much that you feel like you would recommend it to a friend and you've gotten such a great experience, that's most likely a company that's going to succeed in the long run. And so you don't even need a lot of financial acumen to invest in the stock market. I remember when I was in college and I started getting into investing, I made like amazing returns just investing in the companies that I personally liked. And you'll make so much more money than you would putting it in just a regular savings fund, which usually has like 0.01 interest Mm -hmm. rates and will barely, barely grow. The other thing is you can put it in an index fund, which basically is going to make sure that you at least grow as the American economy grows, right? And so if you believe that the American economy is not going to just tank, then put it in an index fund. You're going to grow 8 to 10% a year. That's way better than a savings account. So of course you need to save. You know, I would say have three to six months of savings saved. But after you've reached that point, start investing that money in different ways. Invest in yourself to get new skills. You know, invest in the stock market, invest in real estate, whatever it is. I would not just let your money sit in a savings account. I actually pulled out most of my money since COVID and sat on it for a long time out of fear. And I've just started reinvesting and I'm like kicking myself. I wish I started earlier. And so this is my sign to you guys. If you've got a lot of money (laughs) sitting in the savings account and you don't need that money for years to come, don't just let it waste away. Inflation is getting higher and higher and and it's not going to be the best way to grow your money. Hold tight, everyone. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. What's up, Yap Bam? Being an entrepreneur and working remotely definitely has its perks. And I know a lot of you listening in are in the same boat as me. But do you really take advantage of being able to work from anywhere? I know I typically don't, but thankfully this past holiday, I finally decided to make use of my work flexibility for the first time ever. My boyfriend and I decided to pack up and leave to the West Coast to spend an entire month working from home in the sun. We got a super cute bungalow in Venice Beach with a fenced backyard. The change in scenery, the fresh air, and the slower pace helped me to inspire some really cool new ideas for my business. And honestly, I'm feeling really refreshed and ready to rock in 2024. And who helped me make these remote work dreams come true? It was Airbnb. And Airbnb has come in clutch for me time and time again. Whether it's finding the perfect Airbnb home for our three-day annual executive team get-together or booking a vacation where my extended family can fit all in one place, Airbnb always makes it a great experience. And you know me, I'm always thinking of my latest business venture and I've been begging my boyfriend to start hosting our place on Airbnb. And finally, we're gonna start. So many of my successful friends host on Airbnb and it's such an amazing way to generate passive income. So to start, we have a plan to start spending more time in Miami and we'll be hosting our place to earn some extra money when we're back on the East Coast. 2024 goals and I'll keep you updated. A lot of people don't realize that they might have an Airbnb right under their own noses. I was pretty surprised myself. You can Airbnb your place or spare room even if you're out of town for just a few days or weeks. You could do what I did and work remotely somewhere else and Airbnb your place to fund your trip. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
That's airbnb.com slash host to find out how much your home is worth. Young and profiters, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. With inspiration at our fingertips and powerful tools at our disposal, the possibilities are endless. And when it comes to tools that can truly make your business grow, there's one name that always stands out, Shopify. (coughs) Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the real store with the door stage, and even the did we just hit a million orders stage. And if you're in that I need to sell more with less stage, Shopify magic is your AI superpowered sidekick ready to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions. Not to mention Shopify also is the home of the best converting checkouts in the game, 36% better than other leading commerce platforms. Shopify turns browsers into buyers. It's no wonder Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And you can sell whatever, whenever with Shopify. Push pleated pants with Shopify's in-person POS system or monetize mindful meditation. I sell my LinkedIn Secrets Masterclass through Shopify and they've made my life a breeze. It took a couple days to set up my store and I just get to focus on what I do best, creating great content and marketing my product. So don't stress if you're new to this commerce thing. Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. And remember, whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting and that's all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash profiting to start growing your business today. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting. Absolutely. So excellent tip. And so certainly everyone should do their due diligence on what they're getting invested in. But I love what you said about investing in yourself, whether it's the stock market or whether it's real estate, whatever is suitable to you, but not just to let your money sit idle in your your savings account. Now you've shared with us a little bit already some of the different jobs you had and, and the different experiences. Would love to know more how you started your business and, and what led to that and, and how all the pieces kind of aligned to, to bring mm-hmm. you to this point. Man, my business, Yap Media, happened so organically. It's like my favorite story to tell because it just goes to show you that if you're just paying attention to the opportunities around you, you can really make magic happen. And so my agency, I never ever thought I would be the CEO of a marketing agency. My goal in life was to use my voice to make an impact on the world. That was always like my main purpose in life. When I was a young girl, I thought that meant I was going to be a famous singer. I, I sang before <laughs> I spoke. I loved to sing. It was always my natural talent. And so I actually, in college, applied to internships at radio stations because I was writing music and thought I was going to push my music at the radio stations. But then once I was at the radio station, I realized I'm not going to be able to compete with Beyonce. (laughs) Like, let's get real. (laughs) And I thought, you know, being a on-air personality and being the next, you know, Angie Martinez, who was the voice of New York at the time was a more realistic goal, but still a really great goal. And so I had the goal of being this personality, which in the end I've become, right? So yeah, in terms of how I actually started my business, it's a funny story because I had this podcast and I started it as a side hustle. I originally started it while I was working at Hewlett Packard in marketing. And when I first started the podcast, like I had 
mentioned to you guys earlier, I had a talent stack. And so I launched this podcast and it was great from episode number one. And this was four and a half years ago. It was before podcasting was as sexy as it is now. It was before everybody (laughs) and their mom had a podcast. It wasn't so early though, that it was so mainstream that nobody listened to podcasts. It was like right in this sweet spot of like, there was still a gap, especially women talking about business, young women in podcasting. And so like, I filled that gap. And like I said, I started out with a great foundation. And so my podcast was like above average in terms of quality. So I had super fans from the start. And people would get so like magnetized to the podcast. And that's because I had a very pure mission. I had no intention of making money. I literally thought you couldn't make money podcasting. I, It was a hobby for me that I did as a passion to give back because I had been a struggling entrepreneur. Then I finally made it in corporate and I wanted to help other people and young professionals level up their life and be inspired. And I wanted to get in contact with these people that that had all this wisdom that selfishly I wanted to learn and wanted to distill that information to everybody who was listening. And so super fans would reach out on LinkedIn because that's where I was growing my audience. And they would be like, Hala, like I listened to your podcast. Like I'm hooked. I listen to it every single day. You've changed my life. I want to help. How can I support? And so by episode two, I had my first volunteer who's now my business partner, owns 10% of everything. By episode eight, I had 10 volunteers in a Slack channel. And so I had one guy from Estonia who was working on my websites. I had one guy from Atlanta who I taught how to do videos and he'd work on all my videos. You know, And I just had people all over the world helping me for free for this podcast for like a couple of years. And I would just recruit these volunteers and interns. Most of them would proactively reach out to me. And then we started an intern program where we were kind of reaching out and saying like, we are accepting interns. And it was just this organization that nobody got paid. I didn't even get paid. We just kept each other afloat. And everybody put in like, you know, I put in the most hours by far. And then other people put in like five hours a week and helped, you know, make Young and Profiting what it is today. And the podcast got bigger and bigger because I basically had 10 people helping me grow the show, which was incredible, like 10 people working for free on the show. And I started landing bigger guests and the guests would see our really... We had amazing videos and content and I was really growing my following on LinkedIn and my podcast was the number one how-to podcast and I was crushing it. And these celebrities would come on my show and they'd be like dumbfounded. And they're like, how are you doing this? Like, can you do this for me? How are you growing on LinkedIn? (laughs) How are you making these videos? And I would always just be like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I've got a full-time job. I just have a volunteer team. They just help me. Like no one's paid. Like this is just a hobby. And I kept being like oblivious to the opportunity until one day, and this was actually... May of 2020, my dad was in the hospital suffering from COVID. I was stuck at my parents' house because I had COVID. Nobody wanted to talk to me. It was right in the beginning of the pandemic. And I was basically quarantined for months at my mom's house. And I had no commute because at the time I was working at Disney, everybody was working from home. And Heather Monahan came on my show and the same thing happened. She's like, I want you to help me with my marketing. I like She was a huge influencer on LinkedIn. She's like, you're crushing right now. Your videos are amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Like can you help me? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I'm busy. I have a job and my dad's in the hospital. I'm like, I can't do this right now. And she stalked me on LinkedIn and she would comment on all my stuff and she'd be like, Hala, I'm waiting for your call. I want you to do my videos. And so I was like, 
I, I was interested in Heather being my mentor. And so I was like, all right, you know, I understand that the mentee mentor relationship is all about giving. It's like a, it's not just the mentor giving to the mentee. It's, it's a two-way street. And I always mm-hmm. do that. And so I was like, sure, Heather, I'll teach you how to make your own videos. And so I walked her through our Slack channel, our templates on Canva, our headliner, our process. And she's like, holla. She's like, I'm going to tell you this once and like, I need you to pay attention. I'm like, sure. And she's like, Hala, I literally had a call with VaynerMedia yesterday. And she's like, what you're showing me is more impressive than what they showed me. She's like, wow, I want to be your first client. And you're not going to say, she's like, I promise you it's going to work out. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I started her doing her videos for very cheap. Then it ended up being taking over her whole LinkedIn, taking over her whole podcast. And then one thing led to another. And two months later, I landed my second official client and it was a $30,000 month retainer. And everything changed. I wasn't even incorporated. All I had was a PowerPoint. (laughs) I had no website. I had no... I don't even know if Yap Media, the name, I think it was still Young and Profiting. Like we didn't even have a company name and I I got a client for $30,000 a month. And I don't mean that to brag. I just mean to say, when you talent stack and you've got the social proof, it's like the demand is just around. You need to pay attention to what people are asking you. What are they saying you're good at? So many people told me they wanted my videos. They wanted my marketing. They wanted my podcasting expertise and I ignored it for so long. I could have launched it a year earlier. But timing is everything. And and nonetheless, that's how it all... That was the genesis of Yap Media. It was the guests that would come on my podcast, ask me for services. And then one day I decided to give it a shot. And I started slowly. I started with videos only. We, We knew how to do that really well. Then I figured out how to basically standardize LinkedIn management because I did it really well for myself. And then, you know, podcasting, I did it well for myself and I figured out how to standardize that and sell that. And then everything that we do is I always do it for myself really well first and know that I can do it well. And then we offer it as a service. And so I'm always a guinea pig. And I think that's a great way to kind of get yourself out there is to do it for yourself first, if especially if you have some sort of service that you're offering. Excellent. I love hearing that. And It's so interesting how it was kind of hitting you in the face and it took her to say, stop, listen to me. I need you to to do this for us. So that's really wonderful. And kind of on the same theme that that you were just talking about, because you've already shared so many lessons for those who are aspiring to either start a side hustle or to start their own business. What are some success tips that you can share with them? Well, I think... When it comes to starting a side hustle and starting a business, whatever it is, I took a really risk-free approach. I didn't quit my job at Disney until I had 30 employees around the world working for me and we were generating like almost six figures a month. And that's because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making a mistake. I wanted to make sure this wasn't like a fluke thing and that there was real consistent demand and I wasn't going to jump out the window and and make myself unsustainable financially Mm -hmm. for this. So it's like, first of all, test, right? Before you invest a lot of money, I would say invest two to $500 in every idea and no more than that. So no logo, no website. Make sure you've got great presentation skills. Make sure you've got proof. I would even do services and, and give away things for free to get validation and to get referrals and make sure that you actually have demand. And and I'm not talking about demand with Facebook ads and and things like that. I'm talking about organic demand, meaning if you can't sell it to your existing network, your existing friends, family, the people that you're connected to on LinkedIn and Instagram, then you probably don't have product market fit, 
right? And so you want to make sure that you're going into business with something that's going to be a downstream experience for you in terms of sales, because it is so hard to try to push a product on people that nobody wants. And so you want to make sure that you've got organic demand. And part of that is testing. And like I said, before you get too far in investing, you want to make sure that it's easy to sell three to five of whatever you're trying to sell before you go and invest more into it. We'll be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. I want to talk to all you employers out there and let's talk about company culture. At Yap Media, we have a super unique company culture. We are all obsessed with excellence and we even call ourselves this really cute name, Scrappy Hustlers. We're all Scrappy Hustlers at Yap Media. And my team is growing fast. And hiring is a pain in the butt, especially if you're looking for A players that are going to roll up their sleeves. But luckily, when it comes to hiring, I no longer feel overwhelmed by the search for the perfect candidate because I use Indeed, the ultimate hiring platform. Indeed's matching engine always presents me with a pool of high quality candidates that match my job description to a T. If you're tired of drowning in your hiring pool, Indeed is here to rescue you. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging your candidates, making the entire hiring process a breeze. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I've hired some of my best employees at Indeed, some of my best scrappy hustlers. With over 140 million qualifications and preferences analyzed every day, Indeed is constantly learning from your hiring preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets at actually hiring your perfect match. Join the ranks of more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that have already chosen Indeed to hire great talent. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash profiting. Just go to Indeed.com slash profiting right now to support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash profiting. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Young and profiters, I've got a fun fact for you. Did you know that by 2030, over 85% of the jobs that will exist haven't even been invented yet? And that's why we need to acquire new skills and stay relevant and adaptable. By embracing lifelong learning, we can future-proof our careers and our businesses. That's why you've got to check out Economist Education. Economist Education provides online executive education courses tailor-made for professionals just like us, crafted by The Economist's own editors and special experts. Economist education courses are designed to sharpen your professional skills in key areas like data storytelling, critical thinking, sustainability, and so much more. I highly recommend checking out the Economist education course, Business Writing and Storytelling. It's packed with valuable practical advice on how to inform and persuade through writing reports, social media, presentations, and beyond. The best part, these courses are online, flexible, and self-paced, lasting anywhere from two to six weeks. You're guided by expert tutors. You'll dive into a mix of videos, podcasts, texts, quizzes, and weekly assignments. Plus, you'll get a three-month digital subscription to The Economist to support your learning journey. Economist Education provides access to online forums where you can network with peers around the globe. In a world where knowledge is power, Economist Education empowers you to lead the way. Economist Education is an incredible way to stay ahead in business. And I've got a special offer to get you started. Get 15% off any course only available by going to my special URL, education.economist.com slash profiting, and then enter the promo code profiting at registration. 
This offer ends on March 31st, so don't wait. For 15% off, go now to education.economist.com slash profiting and use code profiting. Again, this ends on March 31st. If you want 15% off, you've got to go to education.economist.com slash profiting and use promo code profiting at registration. Young and profiters, I actually have a nasty habit of ordering way too many groceries. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I've wasted so much food in the past and I felt really guilty about it, but now my conscience is clear with HelloFresh. Each week, I get ingredients shipped to me with step-by-step recipes. I get fresh, pre-measured ingredients that get me whipping up delicious dinners in no time. And then I reduce waste because you get exactly what you need and nothing else. I love trying new foods and HelloFresh has over 45 recipes and more than 100 seasonal add-ons to choose from every single week. It's so much fun to pick out my meals. It's easier than ever to find something that everybody in your family will enjoy. I personally like to stick with the basics when it comes to HelloFresh. I get their meat and veggies plan. I love the options they have for that. And trust me, it's cheaper than takeout and with pre-proportioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. And now Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh which gives me an even wider variety of meals to choose from. There's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands and you can enjoy both brands at a discount with me now. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. Go to hellofresh.com slash profitingfree and use code profitingfree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash profitingfree with code profiting free. Certainly you do want to test because you got to get that client feedback to make sure that you're offering something that people need. And love that what you talked about with your skills, having the presentation skills, perhaps doing some work for free, maybe so you can get Mm -hmm. that social proof. So that's great. You've mentioned already um, it took you a little bit longer to start the business because you were kind of ignoring what was going on. Are there any missteps that either you've seen happen to other people or have happened to you that you'd love our listeners to avoid? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see, and I'll just take a podcasting for an example, but you can apply this in anything, is to do the same thing. And like, let's say you're not getting results and and to just keep going on a certain path because you believe that's the only path to success. So like I said, one goal was to be a voice for this generation, to use my voice to make an impact in the world. I never had the goal of starting a marketing agency. That was never in my head. And which is why it was so unobvious to me to take that step. But it wasn't until I took the step of of capitalizing on the demand that was in front of me that I was able to accomplish my goal of becoming a top podcaster. Because as soon as I was able to start actually making money, that changed everything. I was able to invest in the marketing of my podcast. I was able to invest in a proper team. I've got the social team of like, you know, Fortune 500 CEO because I own the agency. And I basically created an agency whose job was to blow me up as a podcaster, essentially, right? (laughs) And it's because I was aware of that opportunity. Similarly, you know, when I was first starting out, I thought that the only way to win in podcasting was to be big on Apple. And I kept, you know, beating that dead horse for a year or so until I finally realized there's 70 other apps out there. There's 70 other opportunities for me to be a top podcaster. Apple is not featuring me. There's no way to get featured. I have a podcast called Young and Profiting Yap. Nobody's searching for that. I'm not going to change the name at this point. And 
what for whatever reason, Apple's not showing me any love and I'm tired of this downhill battle, right? <laughs> or this uphill battle, I should say. Yeah. And so I started reaching out to CastBox and Player FM and all these other apps. And I said, hey, I'm big on LinkedIn. I've got, at the time, I had 60,000 followers, which was big at the time. And, you know, I'll promote you on LinkedIn if you promote me in your app in exchange. And I started to get more creative and leveraging the assets that I had built, even though my podcast wasn't a big asset yet. I grew my LinkedIn. And so I leveraged that asset. And all these apps started saying yes. And now fast forward to today, I'm super close with all those apps. They feature me all the time. I sell ad space to my clients for those apps. And on an app like CastBox, I have 260,000 subscribers alone. On Player FM, I have 80,000 subscribers. I'm still not that huge on Apple, but I'm one of the biggest podcasters in my genre in the world. you know. And it's because I took a unique approach and I didn't just stick to the same thing over and over that didn't work. I'm always pivoting until I make it happen. It's tenacity, right? Like I'm not going to take no for an answer. If this way doesn't work, there's another way to the same outcome. You can't be so laser focused on the exact path. You've got to be flexible. Love that. And so true. And we have a lot of... I'm a professor at a college here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of young people new to Canada, a lot of immigrants... So they're, they're trying to figure out their way, but being able to be flexible and, and try to get different results is really key, whether it's in your career or, or when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Now, we're getting close to wrapping up. I've got a couple more questions for you. When it comes to financial matters, whether it's personal or business-related, who inspires you? And it could be somebody we all know or it might be somebody uh, personal in your life. So when it comes to financial matters specifically, so there's mm-hmm. a couple of people that have been on my podcast that are amazing. Bola Sanbuki, she is an African-American woman. She has an amazing YouTube channel and platform and she's just brilliant in terms of how to invest and save and make your first, you know, save your first 100K. It's really great for young people, especially. So, and young minority women, So definitely check out Bola, B-O-L-A. If you just Google that, you'll find all her stuff. Peter Malouk, he is the world's top financial advisor. He's been on my show several times. He's brilliant. Gives amazing investment tips for the stock market and really practical advice. And so I also love Peter Malouk. Excellent. And before I let you go, what final pieces of advice or insights would you love to leave the listeners with? It might be something you already mentioned that you want to reiterate or reinforce, or it might be something brand new you want to leave them with. So the last thing I'll leave you with is when it comes to financial gain, a lot of it has to do with confidence and your outlook on the world and what you believe is possible. And so one of the reasons why I feel like I am aware of my opportunities, especially nowadays, is because I truly believe that life is limitless. A lot of the limitations that we put on ourselves are self-made, you know, or Mm -hmm. something that you were taught when you were little. So what I would recommend is that you do the work to let go of any sort of limiting beliefs. There's so much documentation about it. I have so many episodes on Young and Profiting podcasts about positive thinking and things like that. But letting go of limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, and truly believing that you can accomplish any goal that you want and retraining your subconscious mind to believe that, you will start to see the opportunities that you were otherwise blind to. And then you need to take action on those opportunities. Of course, you can't just dream and wish for your success. So (laughs) believing that life is limitless and then taking relentless action towards your dreams are what I would like to leave with you guys today. 
Excellent. And what are you working on now? We're certainly going to put all your links in the show notes, but if there's anything uh, you'd like to direct listeners to specifically, uh, please feel free to share. Well, I would love it if everybody could go check out Young and Profiting Podcasts. We're a number one self-improvement and education podcast across all apps. So I've interviewed people like Matthew McConaughey, Deepak Chopra, Seth Godin, Ed Milet, Dave Asprey, Robert Greene. We talk about everything from human behavior, how to negotiate, how to do better in sales to the art of entrepreneurship and the art of side hustles. And there's so much amazing content. I do incredible research. It's such a great show. So check out Young and Profiting Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Excellent. And certainly we'll share that link in the show notes. Thank you so much, Hala, for joining us today. I've loved our conversation. I really appreciate your enthusiasm and energy, the way you've inspired us to believe that life is limitless and we really need to take action. And just through everything you shared in terms of your experiences and kind of the twists and turns your career has taken to date, I think is very inspiring. Loved what you shared about testing, being able to go out and present things, being able to get those sales and how you talked about this, the skill stacking on that take on the talent stacking. I think that everybody can benefit from thinking about themselves in terms of what are my skills and how can I stack them to create a future for themselves that they don't actually know where it's going to end up when they get started. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Of course, it was my pleasure, Tracy. Thank you as well. 